Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 164 of The Raw Verdict, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's flagship show, Monday Night Raw. I am your host and humble guide, Keela Cash. Thank you so much for joining me as week 165 of Receptopia continues. Happy Tuesday morning, afternoon, and evening to you all as another busy week in the worlds of WWE and AEW continues. And last night was Monday Night Raw going down live from the Amica Mutual Pavilion in Providence, Rhode Island, as we are a little over three weeks away until WrestleMania going down live from SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California, over two nights, Saturday and Sunday. The glitz and glamour of it all is going to be on full display as WrestleMania goes Hollywood. And I'm going to give you the very round the way review of Monday Night Raw. Key things you need to watch if you missed the show last night or if you want to relive it via DVR, YouTube, or Hulu at your leisure. If it's available on Hulu because they do custom shit from time to time. But let's talk about the opening of Monday Night Raw involving the rated R superstar and WWE Hall of Famer Edge confronting all of Judgment Day on the main stage. And Edge can be an honest man in admitting that, hey, Judgment Day is in a much better place without me there after Finn Balor pulled off a coup and overthrew me from power last year. We've been beefing for almost a year. You made me say I quit things I never thought I would say but I had to in order to protect my wife but still Rhea Ripley pulled the trigger and hit the concerto on her anyway and from there it's been a battle back and forth ambushes attacks matches from the warrior rumble to elimination chamber to now we have reached the end of the road Wrestlemania is the final destination and my time is running short because I've been through Wrestlemania's in front of no one in front of screens at a Thunderdome and now I want something from you finality I want this to end on the grandest stage of them all because we've been through hell and back and what better way than to end things than inside hell in a cell and the fans pop for that and Finn Balor is all about going to hell because he went to hell and hell spat him out because they could not handle his demons and that was a bar not gonna lie by Prince Balor himself and the match is official it will be Finn Balor versus Edge inside hell in a cell at Wrestlemania and my hope and prayer is that maybe the cell will not be red it'll go back to its original color from the 90s and early 2000s because that is the aesthetic I appreciate the most over the blood red color scheme but we'll see how it shakes out heading into Wrestlemania as we have not had a hell in a cell match on the Wrestlemania card since probably Shane McMahon versus The Undertaker back in 2016 for WrestleMania 32 in Dallas. So I like the fact that we're not going to have an eponymous pay-per-view just to have Hell in a Cell matches. Make the cell matter for something. Make it count as a way to blow off a feud and not start one or be a stopgap between the next match on television or the next PLE. So I'm hoping this is the end of the road for Edge and Finn Balor at WrestleMania inside Hell in a cell. Another highlight for Monday Night Raw was the face-to-face confrontation between Brock Lesnar and Omos heading into their match at WrestleMania in a few weeks' time in Inglewood, California. And this was a spectacle of a segment that was kind of disastrous as well because I was all about the face-to-face confrontation. Omos is big as hell. Brock's big, but Omos is bigger. And the fans were eating up the stare down. Brock tried to suplex Omos. It did not work. And the one spot they had to do was Omos clotheslining Brock Lesnar over the top rope. And that was a struggle. Their match at WrestleMania is going to be something because all Brock has to do is suplex his ass a few times and lift him up for an F5. That's the money. That's the draw. That's the moment. But 
to not execute the one thing you needed to do right for this angle was telling in a lot of ways. But this is Brock's wish over Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania, and we'll see how it shakes out in a few weeks' time. Next up was Cody Rhodes versus LA Knight. This match was solid. We had a scary moment when Cody delivered a knee strike to LA Knight, got caught with a kick to the face by LA Knight as Cody went for a dive on the outside. And LA Knight follows things up with a beautiful vertical leap on the top rope and delivers a superplex to Cody off the top rope. But in doing so, Cody lands very awkwardly on his shoulder. I was scared for him. As we went to commercial break, we come back and Cody goes for a delayed vertical suplex, but LA Knight counters that into a DDT. Cody makes his comeback, lands the go, does punch, and the disaster kick, followed by the Cody cutter, which was beautiful as usual, followed by the crossroads to LA Knight for the one, two, three. After the match is over, Cody cuts a very impassioned promo about how he's been warned to stay out of bloodline business, but... He reminds Paul Heyman and most importantly, Roman Reigns, I don't work for the bloodline. I don't answer to the bloodline. If I want to be an ally to Sami Zayn, I will do so. If I'm going to stand alongside Kevin Owens and fight beside him, I will do so. But this goes to the very root of what the true issue is because Paul Heyman doesn't want to make this personal, but it's been personal for me. Since I was 21 years old, the moment I stepped foot in WWE as a full-time performer on the main roster, the cameramen here are the cameramen back then as well that filmed me every step of the way. The reason why I wear a suit for armor is not because I think I am somebody, it's because I want to be somebody. Because I want to be acknowledged by you, Roman Reigns, the generational talent, the longest reigning WWE champion in this generation. I want to beat the very best at WrestleMania. I have to in order to prove that I am truly the uncrowned prince of this industry. I say I'm the prince, but I have nothing to show for it. No scepter, no crown, no championship. I am uncrowned as the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. So come Sunday, April 2nd, it all comes to an end. The sun sets, not only for the night, but for your reign as champion, Roman Reigns, because I will walk out champion. The first Rhodes in the family to claim that title. And Cody was impassioned. He was emotional. And I loved it. The fans adore him. They sing his theme song. He's so over right now. And I think that any fear of pushback, of him being the one to challenge Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship at WrestleMania has been quelled because we've learned a valuable lesson. You can tell multiple stories regarding Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Cody Rhodes against the bloodline at WrestleMania and still reach your destination of Cody being the guy to uncrown and dethrone Roman. And it makes sense. Now, I know Sami Zayn was hot and I love Sami, adore him, but I knew what my end game was tag team titles at WrestleMania. I never pivoted from that. And I had moments of whether the fans would feel some kind of way, but I have to give Paul Levesque credit. He finessed the fuck out of this beautifully. And Cody's over, Sammy's over, Kevin's over, the bloodline's over, everybody is fucking over heading into WrestleMania. And we got all of these stories colliding over two nights and it makes perfect sense. And Cody is the guy for this moment. He was meant for this, built for this, and it is going to be meant to be when it's all said and done at WrestleMania night two going down live from SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California with the pyro battle of 2023 between Roman and Cody because good Lord, their entrances are going to be extravagant to say the least.
Another highlight for Monday Night Raw was actually a good bounce back week for Austin Theory after getting cooked, baked, flambéed, and ethered by John Cena on the mic last week in Boston as he kind of read the Street Profits backstage for not being on the WrestleMania card and saying, hmm, which one of you has more heart? You, Angelo Dawkins, or you, Montez Ford? You, the jokester, the one who has the one-liners, who doesn't take anything seriously, the one who's a flash in the pan, fly by night. Won't be much in the long term, but your guy, Dawkins... He's got fire. He's got heart. He's got what it takes to make it. So there's a match between Dawkins and Theory. It's solid for the time given. And the story was Dawkins going for that silence for neck breaker, but Theory blocking it until Dawkins lands it. He lands a couple of those clotheslines in the corner as well. Goes for a pounce, but as he goes for another clothesline in the corner, he gets knocked out with the right hand by Theory. Fall out of the eight down down for the one, two, three after the match is over. Theory's going to lock in the STF on Dawkins until Montez Ford makes a save because that's the message directly to the master of the STF, John Cena, ahead of the United States Championship match at WrestleMania in a few weeks' time at SoFi Stadium. And that is going to be a very heated match and by far the biggest test of Austin Theory's career to date. As we set up a match next week between Montez Ford and Austin Theory, non-title, it should be a lot of fun. Montez Ford is in prime position to be a single star. Someday we saw that via his amazing performance at Elimination Chamber last month in Montreal. The crowd was rocking with him. They saw a star on the rise, and I hope that's the case post-WrestleMania season as well. Even though I love the Profits, I think they can both survive on their own if given comparable pushes, of course. Next up is WWE Hall of Famer Rey Mysterio coming down to the ring to thank the fans for always having his back, for being supportive and rocking with him for the last 20 years in WWE specifically, but throughout his entire career when he started in the game at 14 years old, which is crazy to think about, but he's been in the game for well over 30 years, putting in that work as one of the elite luchadors to ever do it in this industry, which leads to Dominic Mysterio coming out to say, hey, dad, Congratulations, Hefe, because you did all of this at my expense because you were never there for me as a kid. You always put your career ahead of me. Eighth grade promotion, you were wrestling at WrestleMania. When it was time for my 16th birthday, I wanted a Mercedes like my friends. You gave me a BMW, not even the M-Class series. That's how little you thought of me. But you go ahead and have your WrestleMania moment. You be a Hall of Famer. You have your moment in the sun. But how about this? How about you and me have a match at WrestleMania? And Ray refuses this offer. He is not going to fight his son. And he walks away. And Dom calls him a coward. He basically tells the fans, is this your king? Is this your hero? It is your Hall of Famer because he ain't nothing to me because he has proven time and time again that he will let me down. And sure enough, he did it again last night. And Ray thinks about it, mows it over, and then he walks away once again. So this angle is clearly leading into the Hall of Fame ceremony, the first ever kayfabe angle at the Hall of Fame. I can smell this a mile away. I hope that Ray makes a legit speech to celebrate his career before the angle jumps off. But if Conan is going to induct Ray in the Hall of Fame, Dom has got to attack his godfather. I think that would be the only thing that would piss off Ray enough for him to say, you know what, you've really done it now. I'm going to face it at WrestleMania. I'm going to kick your ass, humble you. I'm going to make you regret the moment you even challenged me for this match. All the pie faces, the shoving, the beatdowns, the attacks. 
I am going to absolutely send you to the woodshed and whoop that ass accordingly. And I would love to see it. It's a big test for Dominic because it's your dad. You're facing a legend in the game and you gotta go beat for beat. I hope it's a good match. I've wanted this for a very long time, prayed for the turn for Dom. It happened last year and he has grown into a very good heel character. The jail stint for five hours of county has been hilarious into this full-term stint behind bars that Corey hypes up on commentary like nobody's business. I do love that aspect of the storyline, but it's going to come down to what they do in the ring at WrestleMania as father and son. The heat will be there. Will the moves be just as good and smooth and meaningful at the end of the day? That's the true test. But props to Dom because he was shaky at first as a heel, but he found his footing in due time. And WrestleMania will be his biggest test to date against a father who is deemed a legend in this business for a very good reason. And now it is time for our main event involving Kevin Owens versus Solo Sokoa in a street fight. Kevin had his jeans on ready to go. And this match basically took place during commercial break. We had some highlights here and there with Kevin Owens teasing a table spot. And then Solo takes his table away as he sends KO over the announce table as we go to commercial break. We come back and we have Kevin Owens setting up some chairs in the ring as the seats face each other. And you know there's going to be one hell of a bump somehow some way so we have solo and kevin owens fighting for position on the top rope i'm thinking oh god superplex maybe a fisherman's buster by ko what the hell is going to happen but solo does regain control and he's going to toss kevin owens back first into the chair structure on the seats horrifying bump the fans chant holy shit but kevin owens immediately shakes it off lands a splash against the barricade to solo and they're fighting through the crowd backstage and then the usos we're lying in wait in gorilla position to super kick KO and they're fighting back to the ring. Owens is dragged down the ramp in the ring where Solo hits the Samoan spike on KO for the one, two, three. It was a nasty Samoan spike as Kevin Owens was coughing up blood. It was a little graphic to wrap up the show with the bloodline sitting tall on the main stage. And that wraps up Monday Night Raw, the abridged version. For your listening pleasure, other highlights include Seth Rollins making quick work of Baron Corbin. This guy needs a repackage post-WrestleMania season stat because the losing streak is pretty damn sad at this point. We have Bianca Belair beat Chelsea Green despite interference from Carmella. And we got even more of that after the match is over when Asuka makes a save. And it will be Asuka and Bianca Belair versus Carmella and Chelsea Green next Monday. And it will be the can they coexist angle between Asuka and the Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair with two weeks to go until WrestleMania at that point, Bronson Reed splashes Elias in decisive fashion. We have Otis joining Maximum Male Models for reasons. <laughs> it was a cute segment, not going to lie. And we have Tristratus getting jumped by damage control backstage, three on one. She has a bumper on her head, but she's ready to fight back, heading into the match of WrestleMania between damage controls, Bailey, Sky, and Dakota Kai versus the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Becky Lynch, Lita, and fellow WWE Hall of Famer, Trish Stratus. And that should be a lot of fun at the biggest show of the year. Here's hoping the tag titles are defended that weekend somehow, some way. And this wraps up the ancillary notes from last night's Monday Night Raw going down live in Providence, Rhode Island. A solid show. Not the greatest, but loved Cody's promo. Thought that was a highlight. And of course, Kevin Owens' words bite him in the ass when he told Cody and Sammy, 
to a lesser extent, I got this. Leave me alone. I can beat the bloodline on my own. But guess what? His ass got beat three on one by the bloodline. So I think he needs some help. With two weeks to spare until WrestleMania, he was hoping the KO Sammy reunion happens with a couple of television shows to spare before WrestleMania. And on that note, this wraps up episode number 164 of The Raw Verdict, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's flagship show, Monday Night Raw. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, you can follow me on social media at Lady Wrestling X on Twitter. They can find me tweeting about these podcast shows that drop on the semi-daily recapping Monday Night Raw, NXT, AEW Dynamite, Friday Night Smackdown on Fox, and AEW Rampage on TNT. You know what to do to WrestleTopia and follow me on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, Tune Plus Amazon Alexa, and Spotify. I'll be back tomorrow morning with episode number 104 of the NXT Nightcap, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's developmental brand. Hopefully it drops. If not, charge my head and not my heart. Depends how the show goes tomorrow night. But until then, enjoy your Tuesday. Stay safe out there and don't forget to wash those hands. See you later, boys and girls. Take care.